Hi, everyone. This is entertainer and educator Jen Abels. Go ahead and put that cruise control on as you venture down the road to rediscovery with your incredible host, Aubrey. You are not going to want to miss this episode. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Roads Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Roads Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Roads Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, pay it forward and uplift others who are struggling through dark times. Just a quick reminder that you can hear The Roads Rediscovery anywhere you get your podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rate and review. Otherwise, feel free to shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com. That's road to to rediscovery podcast at gmail.com, and we'll give you a shout out in a future episode. My special guest is a certified relationship and divorce coach and founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. She leads a team of divorce coaches in supporting men and women to become calm and confident in navigating through divorce. She's also the host of the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. Let's welcome Karen McMahon to the show. Karen, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Hey, Aubrey. Thanks for the invite. Yes, absolutely. So, Karen, can we start by uh, giving the listeners a glimpse into your journey and your inspiration behind uh, the work you're doing today in supporting divorces? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, as, as so many people who invest in healing and, and encouraging others, I, um, I found myself on a path to divorce. Um, my marriage started breaking down in year seven. Um, by the time we went into the divorce, it was uh, pr pretty clear that it was high conflict. Um, and so it was, it was very hard. It was hard on everyone. It was emotionally, emotionally tumultuous. Um, my kids were very young. They were four and six when I sat them down to tell them. Um, my, my ex was very angry. He didn't, I, I asked for the divorce. He didn't want it. Mm -hmm. And I was told um, by an attorney that your divorce will move as quickly as the slowest moving person. Oh, wow. And that was a very good good piece of uh, information to share with me. So three and a half years later, there was really no no money to split up and we were gonna split the kids pretty much 50-50 parenting time. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it should have been a three month divorce and it was a three and a half year divorce. And, and it was really hard on everybody. It was hard financially. Mm -hmm. I was in sales. I was such an emotional mess. I lost all of my accounts. Oh my goodness. Um, so I, I had no money coming in. It just, it, it, there were a lot of things that went on. CPS was involved. The police got involved. Oh my goodness. Um, the judge was mad at us. It was just, it was just a hot mess. The kids had therapists. It was just everything yeah. you could imagine. And yet when I emerged, Aubrey, mm -hmm. um, I, I really, I went into a 12 step program and uh, 12 steps, of course, 
the biggest thing they tell you is keep the focus on yourself. Like you're the only one you can control, right. which was so great for me. And so going through my divorce with that as my focus at the end, when I emerged, I was like really pleased with the person I had become. I had done a lot of personal transformation. Right. I was, I was more confident. I was more level headed. I was less reactive. I was, mm. I, I was, I was just, I was definitely a better parent. And that, that kind of led me to say, I, I have to do something more important than just sell whatever I was selling at the time. And that led me into coaching. I see. I see. And and so throughout the 12 step program, as you said, the focus is on yourself because you're right. the only one you can control. Right. Yeah. 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 That's that. That's amazing. So uh, let me ask you this, Karen, um, because this is something that's been kind of eating at me, having been divorced before um, is is there a, a stigma to divorce? Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think a lot of people feel there is still very much a stigma. I think that um, there's, divorce is so prevalent, unfortunately, but it's so yeah. prevalent. But I think yeah. that a lot of, certainly when you're entering divorce, for those of us who find whether you're the one who decided it or your spouse decided, it's like you're walking around with the scarlet letter, right? Like I failed. Yeah. I failed at this most important promise that I made for a lifetime. And so mm -hmm. that is part of what people have to work through, whether or not the world looks at us as like these scarlet lettered divorcees. Yeah. I'm not so sure that's nearly what it used to be in the past. I see. I see. Um, and, and yeah, there is, there is um, some degree, I would imagine, of um, shame or um, maybe blame, self-doubt, um, maybe uh, the lowering of one's self-esteem, um, you know, having regret, guilt, regret. Yeah, guilt, anger, right. yeah. disappointment, exactly. like that. it's, mm -hmm. it's a tsunami of emotions. It's, it's oh. the, the emotional storm, mm -hmm. you know, they say that divorce is second to death, but the truth is divorce is so upending on so many fronts that yeah. the emotional storm, and then it's not just you going through it. It's like, you mm -hmm. know, it's your, it's your kids. It's the mm -hmm. breakup with your in-laws. It's your social circle. It's your house. It's your finances. It's just so much of everything that, um, I've never met anyone, no matter how easy the divorce is, that didn't have a lot of emotions. And then you're grieving. You're grieving the loss of a dream that, you know, fell short. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, and I want to I want to kind of touch on that grieving. Right. Um, uh, you know, let's see. How can I frame this? Um, I feel there are two schools of thought when it comes to something as devastating as going through a divorce. Okay. Um, on one side, you have, you know, I guess one side, one school of thought is let the process follow, run its course. If there is a time of grieving, I mean, and I'm saying regardless of which side 
you're on, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you're the one who requested or, or asked for the divorce or the one who didn't, um, there's a process, there's grieving, there's, there's, this, there's this thing you must follow that's part of getting over and getting past divorce. And then there's this other side, in my view, there's this other side where um, you got to get away. Okay, um, blow off some steam. Uh, take a take a trip somewhere exotic. You know, um, um, take up a new hobby, and 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 that's a tough balance to strike, I think, because you don't want to be perceived, or at least tell yourself, um, or think that you're running away from something or escaping something. You know, right. um, and at the same time, you know, you want that time to process and grieve, but you don't want to wallow or live in it. So, right. so Karen, is there a, is there a, a balance between those two sides um, that that one uh, um, is coached through, or that you coach someone through um, when it comes to, to navigating through that? I, I, you know, it's it's such a great question, and uh, and the the situation. The truth is, it's so complex. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you know, no two people grieve the same. I mean, right. you could have three siblings who lose a parent. Like they they all have a slightly different relationship with them. They grieve completely differently. They're different personalities. And mm -hmm. so, what the rule is, um, you have to grieve. So for those who go out and find a new guy or gal and, you yeah. know, start playing around, yeah, or, yeah. you know, going out and socializing and not having any time or space, right. um, they're just kicking the can down the road. Yes. Yes. And, and for those who like run away and do some like fun vacation or something, no matter where you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. And so, and so the healthiest thing that we can all do is, is, give some space to just feel the feelings that come and don't judge them. Right. You know, right. they're not right or wrong. They're not good or bad. They're right. how we were psychologically designed by our creator to mm -hmm. navigate loss. And so um, it's not a linear process. You don't go from depression to anger, to bargaining, to acceptance. Right. You, yeah. you, it's more like a pinball machine. You bounce mm. all over the place and you go wherever you go, where you're blown on that windy emotional day. And then over the course of time, um, the emotion isn't as poignant. Um, the waves aren't as big. They don't come as often. And so there's an easing of it. What we tell our clients is to the degree that you can honor those emotions early on, mm -hmm. process them either by speaking to a therapist, a coach, a friend, or mm -hmm. writing in a journal, like literally get them out of your head and your heart. Um, that's releasing them and you'll you'll yes. that will begin to heal your heart if if you numb if you stuff if you run away um whatever's going on in your heart is just going to stay stagnant there for longer and every moment that comes up like when um when you're alone or when um it's dark or no, no one's around and, and you're not doing anything and you're idle, let's say mm -hmm. any idle moment. It seems like, you know, what you've been trying to numb and suppress kind of creeps up because it hasn't been addressed yet. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. And the monkey mind can be very loud and chattery. Yeah. And... Tell us about about yeah. the monkey mind. I mean, you've had like tell, twelve steps, I believe, for yeah. for curing or, or overcoming the monkey mind. What is the monkey mind, Karen? Yeah. So it's it's really what our what our ego mind does. And so mm -hmm. um, there's a book I read that is just so fabulous called "The Untethered Soul" by Michael Singer, and he talks about how. There is always, except for when you're sleeping, in this incessant voice. Oh, it's a nice day out. Maybe I should go to the beach. Uh, maybe I'll go to the beach later. It's a little bit windy and I do have to go to the post office part. And this is going on inside our head all the time. Mm -hmm. And and so if you're going through a divorce and like me, you have a 45 minute commute to your office, yeah. you get in the car and it's a lovely sunny day and all of a sudden I can't believe he said that to me and who does he think he is and what right. and and, and right. now you're you're in the midst of an argument and a mm -hmm. fight with somebody mm -hmm. so all of this is happening and so you're getting angry or you're getting scared or you're and all of that is an opera so so the monkey mind is what happens and it's a little bit like the tail wagging the dog because gotcha. Don't take the time to like, that's why meditation is such a big deal. Even if you just sit for a few minutes and yes. just sit and breathe, watch a flame, whatever. <laughs> and most importantly, just pay attention to the voice in your head. Right. Just watch it. Just listen to it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you'll notice that it just keeps running off. I used to call mine like a wild stallion running off in all these wild directions. <laughs> and typically what happens is there's an emotion attached to the thought right and before we know it we're often a 10 minute story that has us mm -hmm. upset or scared or something mm -hmm. that's the monkey mind and when we can begin to notice it um number one it informs us that there are things that we're upset about mm -hmm. but then it doesn't have to control us like we can say okay I'm just going to let that thought go. It's just yep. a thought. It's yep. not a reality. It's just, I'm going to let that thought go. I'm going to let right. that memory go. Yeah. And one of our 12 steps is um, practice presence. Because when you're going through a divorce, you're almost always fretting the past or worrying the future. Yes. Right. Yes. It's like, I can't yes. believe, oh, I regret. I'm so mad. Or, mm -hmm. oh, my God, this terrible thing's going to happen. I'm not going to be poor. I'm going to be lonely. I'm not going to see my kids. And yeah. so so what you're not is present. And here you're making all of these super important decisions. You're negotiating your finances, your time with your kids. You need all of your emotional and mental energy to be present, but your monkey mind is flying into the past and the future. And so practicing presence is so valuable. That's step eight, because it really helps people keep their feet where their head are so that they can so that they can make the best decisions in the moment. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I really appreciate you sharing that insight, Karen, because it sounds like that monkey mind can take you out of the present moment because it's going back and forth between the past and the future. Um, you mentioned one thing about um, the monkey mind causing one going through divorce to worry about the future. And one uh, one area or one point you mentioned was loneliness. I'd, I'd love to hear your take on 
the element of loneliness in your experience in working with your clients and coaching your clients um, who have been going through divorce um, is how daunting is the thought of loneliness for those who you've worked with going through divorce? It, it's so huge. It's so huge. It's like you've been in a partnership. You've been living under the roof with at least one other person. And then yeah. if there's kids involved for, you know, one, two, three, four decades. Right. Yeah. Mm. And so, and so, you know, with the, with the, with the, older the gray divorces not only have you been living with your spouse for three or four decades but your kids are already grown and out so when the divorce is done you're actually alone um and so you know it's scary and and there can be a lot of stories around it and what do i do with my time and and so it can go in a lot of different directions. And just like grief, you know, everyone handles it differently. You have people yeah. who um, are more extroverted and it's like, oh my God, I'm enjoying going yeah. out with my girlfriends or my guys, right. and, you know, playing basketball and nobody's telling me where to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so there's, and I can, you know, and I could like, the kitchen could be the mess. And so there, there are people who are like, I could, I'm really enjoying a freedom and independence that I didn't have before. And I'm getting right. to know myself. And that's what we tell our, right. our clients is before you, please don't go to a dating site. Yes, if please, you haven't yes. healed and done the work to really understand what you brought to the table, what he or she brought to the table and, and work through that, I promise you, you're going to find the exact same man or woman in a different body. You're going to rinse and repeat. You're going to wake up a couple of years down the road and go, yes. why is this happening to me? Yes. Like, don't do that. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And that brings me to my next question. Uh, and, 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 and what you just mentioned may be part of that, right? So I would love to know, um, how, how does a divorcee, let's say, keep themselves from falling back into the behaviors of finding someone who's like their ex or worse yet, taking back their ex? One of the things uh, I do when I first start working with a client, especially someone who's kind of clinging on to a relationship that's going to end, that's going to through divorces, mm-hmm. um, they often think, I am, I want this person. I can't lose this person. And so the first thing is to separate out the difference between the person and the 30 year marriage, because it's two different things. And so sometimes what they're holding, oftentimes they're holding on to the paradigm of marriage, family, togetherness. Mm -hmm. And so when we separate it, and my question is usually tell me all the ways that you feel deeply loved by the spouse that you don't want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And when I tell you, I'll get like, he takes the garbage out. If I have to run to the store, he'll watch the kids. She'll yeah. let she'll do this little, you know, she'll she'll heat up dinner for me. Like the and and I and then I just stay quiet. And it's mm-hmm. like, do you see the list you just gave me? Like mm-hmm. deeply, deeply in love. This is 
this is this is not what it looks like. This is an honoring and adoring and feeling respected and heard. And, right. and so the first thing is really to separate that out. And then people can begin to say, yeah, it's 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 really letting go of the paradigm of being in a partnership and a marriage and a family that that's the thing that's so hard and that makes it easier for that separation then. that makes sense and in the goofiest ways of of uh, analogies because this is what i kind of like in what you what you what you said is I'm a fan of movies and I love movie stars. And so I have to, you know, realize that, Hey, when there's a character in a movie <laughs> and I see that person, the individual as a star, um, you know, there has to be some separation between the character and the actor. The actor is right. a human being. This is their real name. This is their real life. And what I see is, um, is just, you know, um, um, just the, uh, infatuation, if you will, of the character uh, and the character's role and the movie itself. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, and the, the 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 comparison is that yeah, they're they're more infatuated with the 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 paradigm of the life they've been living yes. than the particular person that they're going to be divorcing, and and that's a really big one to just to be able to start uh, unraveling from that life and that person. Oh, for sure. For sure. I can, I can see that. And that takes a tremendous amount of work on your part in navigating them through that, you know, but, but, but like the building blocks, right. Um, once, once you're able to break through to that and help them turn the light bulb on to see in that separation, that difference, then I would think the subsequent steps in which you navigate them through, um, I'm not, I don't want to say it becomes a lot easier, but, um, but it's more navigatable, maybe? Yeah, I think that I, I think the way I would put it is um, we, we tell ourselves a lot of stories, back to yeah. the monkey mind, all the stories in our head, I'm going to be yeah. lonely, I'm going to be poor, I'm not going to see my kids. And right. so the, the more I can help somebody um, stay in what's real, like we, one of the things is let's separate the fact from the fiction. Yes. Money's going to be tight. You're not going to live the same luxurious life you've been living. Right. The chances of you being homeless in the street, not so much. And so, so, so that that's an opinion. That's a fear. And so, what mm. we do is we help them to separate the fact from the fiction and get clear on what's what's real. Um, gotcha. And and again, everyone's different. Some people are stuck for a really long time and other people are like, okay, this feels better. I've got this. Once we get on that path where it's like, um, my fears are just my fears. They're not facts that they're, they're nightmares that may never, ever come true. Right. How can, how can I, how can I calm myself kind of put that on the back shelf and navigate the crisis of today, the fight I just had with my ex, the decisions I have to make with my attorney, the fact that the court just put my court date off another six weeks and I feel like I'm not moving or going anywhere. Like all of the upsets of today, my kids who are teenagers who under normal circumstances are challenging and now I'm overwhelmed. And so yeah, yeah. It, it gives people a chance to put one foot in front of the other and, and be effective. Uh, when they're staying present with their thinking. I see. I see. Staying present 
and focusing on yourself and what you can control, those sound like two catalysts yes. <laughs> of, of navigating through this uh, that must be top of mind throughout the process. Absolutely. Gotcha. hundred yeah. percent. Okay. So, so, so Karen, having gone through divorce myself, um, I think one of the most difficult things is um, um, to endure, right? To go through was not just going through the, the process, but uh, continuing life afterward, like you said, beyond divorce, right? Um, for me, and, and, and quite honestly, I would think for others too, divorce was very personal as I was going through it. Right. Very, very personal. In fact, um, and I know everyone's, you know, different, but at the time I was going through it, I couldn't tell anyone like um, I couldn't just just openly say I'm going through a divorce. I, in fact, I said I'm married, you know, until the divorce was final. And, um, you know, when meeting people and going through it, I didn't say I'm going through a divorce or not even I'm separated, you know, um, and maybe that's just me. But um when the process was completed, you know, um, I felt like there was some sort of outward element, you know, when I, when I um, meet people um, um, or even reconnect with existing friends um, where I had to say I was divorced, you know, I, after the process was complete, then I felt okay to say I was divorced. And the reason why is because, um, in part of that process, now that the uh, administrative stuff is behind me, now I must go out into that world. And I'm not saying go out into the world and start dating people and everything, but but still maintain some degree of of of, of social interaction with you know friends, family. And, and, and do things that interest me, you know, and at the same time, process and grieve as needed, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I thought it was a heck of a transition for me, you know, to go from something that I thought was very personal and I kept to myself during the process to, um, to having that public outward element after the process. Um, and when I say this, as far as the transition, um, is, is, is this something that is real when it comes to divorces or am I much ado about nothing? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that, um, it sounds like it was a little lonely for you going through it alone. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm, my, my initial reaction is, wow. Um, it's such a big transition and for you to keep that to yourself, um, that that's that's a lot so it would make sense that not talking and processing and sharing with even a small group of people and then all of a sudden stepping out and being like i'm not married anymore that that is that that becomes a leap instead of a bunch of baby steps so i just want to kind of acknowledge your experience because i think it may have felt so big because it was so big because you were yeah. so quiet about it. Yeah. With with people in general, I do think that there, if we go back to the partnership for 10, 20, 30 years, yeah. um, people have a hard time going out being a single person amidst even couples. 
So I, I've been I've been divorced for over 15 years and, and I've been single a good chunk of it. Mm-hmm. And I have a ton of married friends and and it never even occurs to me when I'm invited that I might be the only single gal in the room because yeah, yeah. I'm going and I'm hanging out with a room full of friends. The fact that some of them are guys and some of them are girls and some of them are married is like yeah. irrelevant. And so I think we put that on ourselves. I think that people could be like, oh, you know, I don't want to be a third wheel. And it's like, there's seven of them there. Like, don't worry about it. It's just yeah. a bunch of friends hanging out. And I think that there is the opportunity and there's so much in this, especially if you've been in a marriage and if you've been in a marriage that kind of was dead, so you were just going through the steps or you've been in a high conflict marriage where you've been walking on eggshells, this beautiful stage of being post-divorce and it's like, who am I? And, And if you're not a single parent with little ones running around and you actually have some space or on your off weekends, you know, what did I enjoy doing? Like I started kayaking. I started hiking. I, 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 I dusted off my bike. Like for me, I was always physically active. So those were my things. And I started going out and having a glass of wine with a girlfriend and, and they were just like, just, and, and so there's, there are people, clients I have who like, they took off photography or a sculpture or painting. And, and so what is it that you're curious about yourself? Or what did you know about yourself before you got married and started having babies that right. you really enjoyed? Like this is your, before you go out there and find someone to love you, find out who you are, find Be out reflective. what you like and, and, and enjoy yourself. Like mm-hmm. figure out what blows your skirt up, what floats your boat and, and engage in it. And, and, the best thing is when you actually meet somebody romantically because you're both, you know, elbow deep in an yes. interest that you both share. I mean, yes. then it's yes. like, you know, there's not any of the awkwardness. It's just a friendship that develops from there. And so I would yes. say, and meetups are great. Meetup.com mm-hmm. for anyone who's never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a way adults who don't know each other get together. And yes hang out and every interest under the sun there's a meetup group for we used to have divorce support meetups um but there's a meetup for everything nice very nice yeah and i'm familiar with meetups as well and and we could even um include a link to um meet up in the episode show notes for sure as a resource for our listeners and uh yeah so karen can you tell us about the journey beyond divorce podcast Yeah. So I have a podcast. I started in 2016. And unlike many podcasts, maybe like yours, most podcasters do one-off episodes. Um, And because divorce is so complex and has so many pieces, whenever I do a topic, I have to do an entire series. And so in our podcast, we have a high conflict divorce series. We have a divorce roadmap series that just talks about the legal, financial, all the practical. Mm -hmm. Um, We just did a life after divorce series and a healthy romantic relationship series. And so, um, so if you go to any platform and look up journey beyond divorce and the other thing we have, which I always like to mention is we have a series called voices of celebration and it's about two dozen interviews with men and women who just were scared and just resistant going into divorce. And 
they all talked about how their greatest fears didn't come true, how their life is better than they ever expected it to be, how they grew and and became so much better a person through it. And so if you're if you're thinking about it, if you're facing it, if you're scared, if you're resistant, just go and listen to some of those stories. I mean, th th they all had difficult situations. And yet, when you keep your side of the street clean, when you focus on yourself, you can right. emerge whole and healthy. And that's what these stories are about. So that's our podcast. Wonderful, wonderful. I mean, it sounds like a tremendous amount of stories that, that talk about breakthroughs, right? And, uh, and revelations that one has of themselves when taking the time to, to re be reflective and to focus on themselves and, and, and yeah. not, not just immediately go outward into the world right. once this happens, right? I mean, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Oh, Karen, that is wonderful, wonderful, great insight. Thank you for sharing that. So how can the listeners learn more about your great work and subscribe to your podcast? Yeah, thanks so much. So you can subscribe on Apple Podcast, uh, Journey Beyond Divorce is the website. And we have a couple of different programs. So on the homepage, if you scroll through it, there's a couple of different offers if you're in the divorce journey and looking for some support. We also have a rapid relief call. Um, you go to rapidreliefcall.com mm -hmm. and you can book a coaching call with anyone on my team. So if you're really in need of support, that's a great way to get on the calendar right away. Rapidrelief.com. Rapidreliefcall.com. Oh, thank you. Rapidreliefcall.com. Yeah. Wonderful. And of course, you're on Apple and all the other platforms uh, for yeah. Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. Karen McMahon, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate the insights that you've shared regarding loneliness, processing through this, right? And, uh, and, and so many other just great anecdotes for a lot of our listeners who are struggling through dark times of, of any magnitude, um, yeah. many, including divorce, you know? Yeah. So uh, thanks again for coming on the show, Karen. Aubrey, thanks for having me and thanks for what you do. It's a great show. Oh, thank you. So thoughtful. I appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And look, if you have a friend, a colleague, a neighbor, a loved one who just doesn't seem to be themselves, maybe they're going through dark days of despair, um, not quite sure where to turn or who to turn to, I humbly ask that you please share this show with them because on the road to rediscovery, we want our listeners to know two things. One, you're not alone. And two, there's always hope. The Road to Rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Road to Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have.